Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about positioning yourself as a brand. We're going to be talking about all the things that you need to know, kind of the fundamentals about what makes a brand unique and special. So stay tuned after this short break, we'll get right into it. Hey there, and we're back. But before I dive into today's content, I want to thank those of you who have been listening for the first time. Thank you so much. And a big old hug for those of you who are listening for the second or third or fourth time. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your continued support and recommending me to someone that can benefit from what I have to say. So thank you in advance for that. Now, you know, this is my kind of apology message because, you know, one of the things that I think about when I first talked about branding is totally different now, like a year now later from what I talked about before. And this is, this is branding is like so much beyond colors and value positioning and emotions. I mean, I want to just kind of get back to basics and talk to you about your why. Why in the world do you want to have your brand? Why in the world do you want people to know about you, your products, and your services? I think about... um, just like, let's get back to basics here. Like think about like, go to your cupboard and just kind of look at the back of any product that you have, bag of chips or, or um, cookies or whatever. And oftentimes, like I think about um, famous Amos or uh, Auntie Anne's and stuff like that. There's often a story behind your, the product, right? People especially if you guys are starting it from scratch, right? You always want to start thinking about your why. And your why is so important. That is the genesis. That's the originator like of your brand. Because without that origin story, that, that importance, that grounding, it's easy to forget about the community that you serve and thinking about how you want to differentiate yourself from other people. Now, oftentimes, oftentimes I see that the brands that have the longest staying power, the brands that withstand the ebbs and the flows of good, um, good, mar- uh, good times and bad times and everything in between, is that they keep focus on their why and their why is integral with their brand. One of the things that I think about the most is for example, um, when I read about uh, um, Chanel, Coca Chanel, one of the things that amazed me about her story is not that she came from a humble beginnings, not because she felt like, uh, you know, this Parisian lady, like, can I make myself out to be world famous? She just wanted to make every single woman around her look beautiful. That was the that was the issue. She wanted to feel what she didn't have inside. She came from humble roots, right? Think about um, your favorite clothing manufacturer or your favorite 
fill in the blank, right? It's usually, it wasn't about I was trying to make money and, you know, it was more like I couldn't find what I was desperately looking for. So I decided to create it and share it with as many people as possible. So I'm hoping as you're thinking about your brand, as I'm hoping as you're kind of thinking about your origin story, like it has to come from a deep place of I couldn't find what I needed or I definitely see there's a community of people who really need what I have to offer and it's not being serviced. I've tried high and low to find it and I want to make sure that I'm helping my community. Because here's the thing, a huge part of your brand is about servicing your community. When you're rallied behind a, like when you have a community rallying behind you, that will give you the fuel and energy to stick by through all the ups and downs. I think about, for example, Trader Joe's. Now, if you go on Facebook, literally search Trader Joe's, you will find tons of Facebook groups dedicated to them. It's kind of, it's truly a cult and they're, and it's not run or managed by any Trader Joe's uh, employees. It's just people who are just fans, um, for that there. And think about even on your, on, so on Twitter or on, on Instagram, there are fan pages with the express purpose of just doting and celebrating everything. I think about, for example, William and Kate, the, um, or now, uh, what's the, um, Harry and Meghan, right? And the royal couples or stuff d- devoted to Rihanna or the Kardashians or fill in the blank who you love, right? There are fan clubs that are devoted to specific persons or things. Like there's fan clubs devoted now, um, to, you know, uh, different companies, like I like Nike shoes, you know, I don't, it all depends on what you're looking for, but I trust and believe it's, there's a fan club devoted just the same way as sports or religion or whatever. Like there's people who are just a hundred percent excited about that. You want people to be excited about your brand and your brand is usually about how you help people through your product or service that extends to a bigger mission. And this is going to be really important if you want people to know you, that you have a you have a large staying power. Like what makes you a hundred percent different? I'll give you an example. Okay. Think about when you want to go buy a, a pair a pair of a, a white shirt, right? And you've got tons of options, like when you want to buy a shirt, right? You can go buy a shirt um, at your local Walmart or Five and Below, right? Or you can go to Nordstrom, you know, or Macy's, right? And buy a white pair of shirt. And I, that white pair of shirt will really drastically vary, obviously, depending on the quality and the comfort and the sizing and all of that, yada, yada, yada. But when people, people have options, people have a lot of options of where they can go, who they can work with, um, I mean, or who can they purchase that that t-shirt rather. And for example, sometimes I will intentionally, will go low end to like a, uh, uh, 
uh, what store is this? This is um, Goodwill. And the reason why I'm going to Goodwill is not because I'm going there for the cheapest. I'm not necessarily for the cheapest, right? I'm going there because I know that when I invest in Goodwill, I'm helping to um, help adult literacy. I'm helping to help adults, you know, you know, be more self-sufficient. Like there, I'm I'm backing the mission that goes behind the Goodwill. I don't feel that necessarily assurance if I'm going to Nordstrom, right? I may go to Target. And I and I, I, I laugh and I tell my husband all the time, like, he asked me, like, why in the world are you so a little to Target all of these years, right? You can go to Walmart, you can go to all these other places. And I'll be honest with you, the reason why I've been really you know, kind of preferential over Target to go uh, over going to uh, Walmart or some of the other big box places is because when I was in college, they gave me a scholarship for like $2,500, right? And it was, um, it, that, that scholarship went a long way for my college tuition. And I know as I th- probably think about it all the years, you know, I've been as an adult, you know, post college, like I probably spent thousands of dollars above and beyond that little, um, uh, scholarship. But I became a, you know, a fan of them because they helped, you know, fund my private education. And for that, I felt internally, internally grateful for that. So as you're thinking about building your brand, like what messaging are you trying to convey? What are you doing that goes above and beyond just you and you making money alone? Because here's the thing, people, just never forget this, people have options. People can go to a a lot of various places for different things. And if you're not, you know, you know, positioning yourself and showing how you are different from everybody else, people will go elsewhere. People will go elsewhere super, super quick. And so I need you to start thinking about, again, what makes you special? What makes you different? How do you want to serve? How do you want to serve your community? And I'm not saying that, like, as I mentioned earlier, like you're going to instantly get a cult following or, you know, people are going to set up Facebook pages or Twitter pages or whatever, like, but people, if you're consistently making it very clear who you want to help, how you want to help them, how your product helps them, um, that's part of your brand. And so let me use this moment to kind of uh, steer into value because I think value is something that a lot of people misunderstand. And I think that given the space that we have right now, let's dive into what that really, what value really looks like. And it comes, I, I made a post about this on LinkedIn. So if you're not following me on LinkedIn, go ahead and follow me on LinkedIn because I post a lot of valuable stuff that I think that well, it may be a benefit to you, especially if you are a service-based provider. Okay. <laughs> so when I think about value, it comes in three different flavors. It comes in why your stuff is superior. Number two, why they need it now. And lastly, how they benefit from it. So let's talk about value. And this all ties into your brand identity, okay? So one of the things I think about all over and over and over is why is your your stuff's superior. Now, your stuff could be a product or it could be a service, right? Now, let's get, let's think about this. Value in terms of superiority comes in different flavors, right? 
when I think about let's let's go with a low end solution and then we'll then we'll jump to the other extreme and go high end. Let's talk about toilet paper, for example. This is like a running gag within my family uh, where I my husband says like I'm a snob. I go nef- I'm I'm only. I'm two ply or bust, meaning that like I'm only wanting the most softest toilet paper. And honestly, I got that from one of my good friends, Sarah. <laughs> She's always taught, she introduced me to Cottonelle. And after I did, you know, two ply toilet paper, I never went back. The point of my, what I'm trying to say is that I go Google Gals, I will pay top dollar for good toilet paper because I like the comfort and the feel of it, right? Once I started experiencing that, there was no way for me to turn back. For a lot of us, right? If we're going on a low-end solution, like a simple commodity like toilet paper, some of us aren't even understanding the impact of what a a high value for a low-price commodity is, what it looks like. Why is that extra 50 cents or the extra dollar per pack or whatever? Why is that even worth it, right? Um, It is for the comfort, it's for the softness, it's so that you don't irritate your skin, it's so that you can be able to use less uh, paper while you're using the facilities, okay? You get what I'm trying to say? I'm not not trying to get too explicit on the uses of toilet paper. I'm assuming that we all know how to use toilet paper, right? (laughs) I hope so. Uh, We all know how to use the multitude of uses of toilet paper. So as you're thinking about explaining why is your product or service facility uh, are superior, right? I've seen it done so many times, like Charmin commercials, where they will um, like show like blue dye that goes over the paper and how it can hold up, you know, um, absorb so, uh, a lot more blue dye in comparison to the cheaper stuff. Or they could be able to uh, put literally weight on top of it. They'll put like pens or something with the on comparison with the other lower brand. Uh, product and show how much weight it can support. Like, I don't care how you want to do it. You need to show the, the, the split comparison about why your stuff is more superior than the other competitors. And don't back down. Don't, don't shy away. Don't um, act like, you know, you don't have a right to show showcase why your stuff is comparison. If you're fearful or afraid of people reacting negatively to your stuff, you can always just, you know, not mention the product name and just say our competitors do this, right? Right? You don't have to put people on blast if you feel uncomfortable about it. You could literally just say our competitors and just say commonly do blah, 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 but we do blah, blah, blah differently and explain the reasons behind that and do it over and over again. Don't feel like just because you explain it once that everyone in your network um, or your potential uh, client base sees it and then they'll know, right? It doesn't work that way. Sometimes you have to say things over and over again, 5,000 different ways uh, to get the message across. And I find that especially true in the coaching consultant world where people are just, they're busy and they're looking at stuff and they, they don't have the time to sit back and overanalyze everything that they see in the market, right? You have to find be creative and think about how you want to showcase your stuff that is completely different from everybody else in terms of the superiority and the quality of your product, okay? Um, Let's talk about value again, uh, why they need it now. Here's the thing. People, like I just said, 
earlier. It's like people were busy. People were caught up doing stuff for their kids or their dog or their wives or their husband or their like fill in the blank, right? Or their charity events, right? They like nobody has time to sit on your website all day long looking at stuff, right? They're being bombarded with so many different advertisements, so many different options, right? You your job, right? As part of your branding, start part of your positioning is to under to let people understand like Okay, now is the time to get up and make the move and purchase your stuff, right? I don't care if you do a deadline sequence. I don't care if you, you know, do a 20% off sale for a limited time offer. I don't care if you have, you know, buy one, get two um, for orders through blah, blah, blah date, right? Like give people the reason to make the sale and make the move now, Um and I know that especially if you have a small audience, right, you know, you may not have the the, 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 the clout, right, at least initially to say, hey, if you don't hurry up and buy this now, like, you're going to miss out because they're like, oh, who cares? I don't even know you. I, I've, I have other options, right? But this is definitely something that you can continue, you can make as a practice, 20% off sale for certain holidays, 25% off sales for certain, like, products or services. Like, give people that incentive to move, Um if you don't give them the incentive to move, they won't move. That's just a fact, right? You, you're not going to get people to um, be inclined to learn more about you or more about what you have to offer unless they feel that what you're doing is different. I really wish that you know you could just sell your stuff automatically and then people would just say, oh, I love this stuff, right? It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It happens when people, pardon me, feel that sense of urgency, feel that scarcity, feel the fact that they can implement this right now. And for a lot of us, we need to keep telling people over and over and over our message. We need to keep making sure that everybody sees our stuff and, um, and, and showcasing the scarcity for a special offer or a discount. And don't feel like just because like people didn't, you know, take advantage of one particular offer today, they won't take advantage tomorrow. A lot of times, um, I remember somebody said it takes seven to eight touches. I mean, meaning seven to eight times looking at it. I mean, and that now I've heard anywhere between 13 and 20 touches. It is basically reaching the right person at the right time for the right need, right? Um, this is why, as part of your branding, it, it is very. It needs to be very crystal clear and specific for a particular person for a particular need for a particular time. But I'm just going to repeat it again: a particular person for a particular need at a particular time. And don't feel upset or that you know someone may not buy instantly, right? It's okay. We're going. To, it's going to be a process. I I don't want you to feel like it has to be something that you need to feel like I need to make the sale right now. It doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes the biggest gain is just having them aware of you. That can be a win right within itself that they can stop in their busy schedule and that they can pay attention to what you're doing amongst all the other things that they're surfing and scrolling and looking online, right? That they know you. And lastly, let's talk about the last part, the tiller, pillar of value is how can they benefit from you, your product, your service? Because like, I think this is definitely something that I get, I get 
gets lost a lot. It's not enough for people to know that you exist and that know your product is superior, right? They there's a fine that finer to you is how can they benefit from you? And so when I think about it's so easy for uh, for products, right? Like for example, like especially products like clothing or uh, shoes or accessories like people want to feel like fashionable people want to differentiate themselves people want to feel special about them and like evoking the images that come with just feeling sophisticated or edgy or comfortable or but what whatever your brand is right i want you if you haven't thought about it already start thinking about five key words that you want surrounded around your brand right and everything that you post meaning on your social media or your ads or um, right down to your 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 packaging, right, needs to revolve around those adjectives because that is part of your brand image. Is that everything, right down to the little details, emphasize who you are and what you do. But if you are a product, like so, if you are the product, meaning that you're selling your services as one on one, right, as consultant or coach, right. It's kind of hard to kind of Google, let me find the cheapest coach. Like people, it's not down to the wire of like, okay, let me just find the cheapest. It's really about like, who who do I like, whose style do I like the most? And can they, can I relate with them and can they relate with me, right? This is really about how you show them like the the benefit from your skills as a service provider, you know? And that really comes down with you explaining like in t- like tangible terms, like how they can benefit. And I'll give you an example, like as a coach, right? You benefit from working with me because I will sit down and look at your stuff one-on-one and come up with a plan that works well with you for your style, for your business, for your budget, right? And I I won't come up with some generic stuff. We will come up with a very specific plan, right? For a specific period of time. And we we will refine and retool as your business grows, right? That's my value proposition. Now, as part of being a coach consultant, you've got to be 100% hooked on how I do my business, how I connect with people, how I share with people, because obviously I'm going to rub off on you. I'm going to rub off on you in terms of like, you're going to be a little goofy. You're going to be a little wacky. You're going to be a little bit weird. You're going to be a little unique, right? Because that's my brand. That's how I make my how, how I connect with people online. That's my online presence. That's my value proposition. You benefit because I get you, you can save time, money, and energy of trying to figure out how to create content, how to create your, how to, you don't have to worry about how to, I write my sales pages. How do I write certain things persuasively? I got your back. We, we will work through and craft the message that makes sense for your brand, your audience, right? You need to start thinking about how they, your customer can benefit. Is it saving time? Is it saving money? Is it saving heartache? Is it being, giving them more time freedom? Are you freeing up time so they can go about and do other things? Are you saving them aggravation so they don't have to like bust through 5,000 other five, like marketing strategies or idea? Like what makes your your commodity, whether or not it's your brain or your stuff, like what, how are you making life easier? So if I had to summarize 
about your the value, right? In terms of how people will benefit, like your your main your stick, your thing that you need to just be hammering home is how do you make your life easier for your prospective customer, right? If you're selling like a low end thing, like a bag of chips or like a soda pop or whatever like that, then it's the emotions, right? It is the how you want people to feel. How do you want people to like feel about like consuming your product? Do you want them to feel happy or glad or, you know, it's not so much about the quality because, you know, it's a quick disposable thing. I mean, obviously, we don't want to sell junk stuff that nobody like wants to eat. Like, we'd want to be selling like the equivalent of like edible styrofoam. Like, we want people to enjoy the quality of what they're consuming, right? But if all things like Coke versus Pepsi, like I cannot figure out for the life of me what is the difference between Coke or Pepsi. But there are people who will swear up and down come Sunday, like there is a huge difference behind that, right? freaking know what that is but there are there's a cult for both camps coke or pepsi look think about your business think about how you want to make yourself extremely different from that and rally that community remember i was telling you about the top of our session like having that cult community feel like where people are 100 percent devoted because they are very crystal clear what makes you bent different, how they benefit, how you make their life simple, how you make them feel, what is in it for them. There, I remember when I was working at the um, Census Bureau, I remember um, uh, uh, one of my superiors, he was like, he's like, I'm, people are always tuned in the WWIG network, like, uh, sorry, WWI. IT. I'm garbling this, but I hope you're understanding for the life of me what I'm trying to say. And it was like, what's in it for them station? Like, and because that's the, that's the station that everybody's tuned in all over and over and over all day long. What's in it for them? You need to start thinking about like, how are you making people's lives easier um, in terms of their time and their energy and their options? Like, are you making some things simple and easy like right from the ability to like like get your product right are you making it easier for them to buy their product access your product consume your product like share your product you know get coupons know what's get product updates like fill in the blank basically if you haven't done so already get a piece of paper out start asking yourself how can i make things easy for people. So it is a complete no-brainer for them to hit that purchase button, hit the add to cart button, and make the purchase. Because for a lot of us who are in business and we're wondering why we're not getting sales, is the reason why is because we're making things so freaking complicated that they have no idea how to purchase, where to purchase, what they'll get, what is the shipping information, what's the like how what's the return process, like all that other stuff like make it so simple, clear. And that's why it's so necessary that you have some that's not you take a look at all your stuff to make sure that it makes sense make it make sense don't make things complicated for people because confused buyers don't buy and so let me just recap this whole value business so that we're all on the same page when we're and this is part of your brand is that you show value value in terms of why your stuff is superior why they need it now and how they can benefit from you and benefit from it. And I think if you're doing this over and over and over again and you're really clear and consistent, right? 
you will naturally get the cult following. You will naturally get people loyal. You will naturally get people that will come back to you over again and again and again and again. Because that's what we want. We want repeat sales. We don't want one-time purchases of something, right? Um, I know that especially if you're selling like low-end stuff, like we want more customers that can refer to other customers and then we can just build our brand. And I mean, that is the name of the game, right? We want people to know us, recommend, us right and come back for more and i think if we we stay focused on making it simple making it easy showcasing the value um making sure that we're very crystal clear about who we are and why we're different i think that it's going to be easy and i definitely don't want you to feel like it is a one and done thing it's not a one and done thing i tell people all the time every three to six months Get a piece of paper out. Start writing out like who you are, how you want to sell, who you are serving. Like, make sure that you are aligned. That as you grow as a business owner, like things may shift. Right? Don't feel married to the way you sell your product today. Will be the same way that you sell your products tomorrow. Heck, you may even change what you're selling tomorrow. Right? It all depends on like what you're being exposed to. The point I'm trying to make is just be flexible. Don't feel like this is a one and done thing and that if you don't make it this way and if it doesn't sell today, then that's the end of the world that you suck. You know, like that's I don't want you to give up on yourself easily. I think that's what what happens to a lot of people new in business is like give up easily don't give up easily on yourself especially if you're just starting off especially if this is your first year it's not something that i want you to feel like you have to expect like success instantly right this is the thing we keep showing up we keep offering we keep selling and we do it over until we make the sale and then we do it again and then we show up but we keep shifting we keep learning we keep growing we get we get different people's perspectives we we keep learning it is um i don't want you to feel like okay well you just go get your mba or you take this one group coaching course or whatever and like boom you're done like it doesn't work that way it's a continuing learning process. I just today before I started recording this, I mean, I was in a, um, I was in a group coaching call myself, just, um, listening to certain things, right? Like I, I, I'm getting coached, right? I have a private coach. I do group coaching too. Like it's, it's something that we all need to just keep keeping ourselves exposed and available and open for feedback and advice, right? Don't feel like it is something like we we'll, we'll all get it today. We all learn through experience and through collective guidance. So that is it. I am hoping that you benefited from our time with one another. If you got any questions or comments, feel free to send me a message at hello at denisegeely.com. Love to continue the conversation going. If you have any other questions for me, um, please just feel free to reach out again. And um, with, with that, I think that's it. Thank you for listening. Take care and be awesome.